0: to the
1: Flying Solo podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish.
0: Yes, Robert Gerrish here, founder of Flying Solo, co-author of the bestseller of the same name and author of The One Minute Commute, my latest book published by Pan Macmillan and available in all good bookshops, online and as an audio book, courtesy of audible.com. Yikes, six hours of me droning on. Anyway, that's enough about The One Minute Commute. Now, before I introduce our guest, let me tell you about Flying Solo's premium membership. There's a mass of tools and benefits to help your business stand out and to ensure you stay at the top of your game. As part of membership, you get a full-page listing in the directory, entry to a private discussion group, access to a library of over 80 how-to videos, a copy of the Flying Solo book, and much, much more, all for just $99. Head to the join page to find out more. Now look, today I am speaking with Heather Smith, who's well known to the Flying Solo community, She's a chartered accountant who helps small businesses move to the cloud, but she's a lot more than that. She also knows a thing or two about marketing as we're about to find out. Hello, Heather. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for uh, having me on your show, Robert. I'm really excited to be here.
0: Good. Well, look, it's been a while. I th- I th- I'm pretty sure I've interviewed you. Well, I know I've interviewed you before, but it's a long time ago, wasn't it?
1: I think it was about six or seven years ago. Oh, you're
0: <laughs> kidding. That, well, that's, well, shame on me for taking so, <laughs> long, taking so long to get you back. So, look, you wrote a piece recently uh, on Flying Solo, which, which really resonated well with the community. And it was all about uh, the reasons why people don't refer other people the title was eight reasons why I don't refer clients to you now I've had a good read through of that I've read some of the comments and it's clearly a topic that um as I say that really did kind of uh connect with the community and I think we should pull it apart a bit because it's a bit of a problem isn't it
1: yeah, absolutely. Look, it was a bit of a controversial uh, title and topic. And I felt a bit uh, apprehensive writing it. But it would frustrate me when um, a lot of people come to me that need a good referral. And I wasn't in the position and fully confident that I could refer someone to mm. them because they kind of didn't tick all the boxes.
0: Yeah, well, look, that's, that's and some of those boxes that we'll have a look at. But it's It's interesting because I still find this, and I'm sure you do too, that, you know, here we are in small business. We know that uh, word of mouth referral marketing is so, so valuable to us, and yet still so many businesses are really clumsy and uncomfortable with it. Is that your experience?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's like they haven't thought thought through the whole process. Mm. It's like they've just entered a party and said, use me. Yes. Use my services yes rather than rather than spend a minute to, to, to get to know what 's happening, to listen to the music and uh, to just gradually talk with someone about what needs to happen um, they 're just too abrupt uh, mm. and, and haven 't thought through how they 're going to look if I, if I uh, recommend them their services
0: yeah, okay, look that 's so true, and I think that that sort of analogy you use there of somebody bursting into a party and just sort of spraying, you know, their 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 language or their their business all over the place is how it can be. So let's let's some um, unpack some of those little boxes a little bit. So <laughs> so we'll sure. have it. let's we'll just pick through, we'll, we'll pick through, you know, any number of those from your article about looking at reasons why you might not refer someone. So where should we start, do you think? Well,
1: I would initially start with the online venting. What I see are people, um, and I'm across a lot of the forums and I'm working in a lot of the forums because of the nature of what I do, and they're online venting about an existing client or an existing solution. Mm. And the way they do it is so unsavoury that I feel if I ever have a client that I need to pass, um, I would never pass to them because what's, what's to stop them doing the exact same thing to my client? Mm. And I love my clients. I am one of these people who really loves my clients. I want them to win. But there's sometimes I don't have the expertise uh, to provide the service and I need to refer them to someone. And I want to refer them to the absolute best. And the absolute best doesn't vent online. Yeah. There are ways to say things online, such as, I can't get this to work. Do you have a suggestion? Yep. Or I'm in this current scenario. Do you have a suggestion of how I can get out of it yeah. or how I can work through it? And and, and, and there's just the phrasing of everything yeah. um, make, makes a difference. What do you think about
0: that? Yeah, look, I, I totally agree with you. I think it because there are, of course, there are times that um, where we do want to Speak kind of openly and ask for some help, as you say, um, but we what we must do as business owners is be able to put things across uh, in a language in a way that um, that doesn't sort of degradate or criticize somebody else mm. you know and we can do that, but unfortunately, what I see happening with in quite a few sort of online discussion areas, whether it's facebook whether it's even sometimes the flying solo forums is that Somebody can be so het up and so annoyed by something, and just, blah, you know, sort of dumps it all mm. online. And as you say, if you're doing that about a client, and I've seen it, and I'm sure you have, Heather, where yes. not only is it very sort of vitriolic, but it also names people, mm. you know. And I just think that's not that's that's not a good that's not a good look, you know. Yeah. And you're not going to refer somebody, as you rightly say. If you know that they have this sort of um, very obvious volatility, you know, yeah. and I think that 's the point, so I think that 's a good point, so the first thing is you're certainly you know your first point is you 're certainly not going to refer someone if you see them kind of misbehaving online, particularly um around the whole topic of clients
1: yeah absolutely yeah
0: mm. um absolutely okay so that's that's and i guess it's old you know i 've just come back from a big conference and i 've seen somebody there who 's who is you know standing up on the stage and and really being just way too pushy um and so it can show up in so many other places i think well i'm never going to refer that person you know we see it we see it around the place don't we we see people that are just too kind of aggressive so let's move on from there what's another reason why you might not refer someone
1: Sometimes I don't understand what someone does and they're not clear about what they do mm. and when anything pops up, they say, I can do that, I can do that, I can do that. And I'm like, well, well no, 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 you can't do everything. Mm. What's your area of expertise? What do you actually do? And they can't articulate that. Look, I'm a person who really thinks people uh, should have a niche, should focus on a niche, yep. um, and I, I like a really tight niche, but it doesn't necessarily need to be that tight. But they're just like, I can just do anything Mm. and 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 that doesn't give me confidence in what they do or to be able to connect them with someone and and the interesting thing is sometimes i'll sit down and i'll spend time with them and say look tell me what sort of client uh you're looking for Mm. and they can't they've not worked that out themselves
0: Mm.
1: it's just like they're pinging around just trying to get anything
0: yeah i look uh, i so agree with you and i think it's interesting when you talk about niches you know I think the important thing is is that that we both know is that it yes it's 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 certainly valuable to have a niche but you can have multiple niches. Mm. You know you can have more than one yeah. but I think the interesting thing is it's not just um kind of what you do but it's who you serve. You know I know when I think of Heather Smith I think of bookkeepers and accountants as the people that you serve the people that you help. So I can you know it's easy for me to refer you because if I bump into a, a bookkeeper or an accountant who's got any kind of issue in their business, particularly around cloud, then, you know, I know that you're the person. But it's so whether it's the services or the audience they I mean, well, they're both equally important, I guess, aren't they?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the funny thing is, uh, about two days ago, I just wrote to someone and I said, you need to speak to Robert because he's uh he focuses on entrepreneur senior entrepreneurs, ah. and I send them your
0: website. Oh, there you go! Look, here we are it's, referring it's each niche. other live. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's
1: it's it's a niche, and I was like, this is what you you need to have this conversation because you've not thought about this yet, and uh, he's going to be the perfect match
0: for you. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much for that. <laughs> thank you. This is say live referrals, but um. Yeah, so that's, I think, key point is we need to know what you do and uh, certainly avoiding that tendency of of being all things to all people, which can happen, particularly with businesses in startup, can't it, where you just yes. kind of you just yes. want anybody, but it really does not help word of mouth. Okay, where to next?
1: Yeah, yeah. And and, and I think you hit on a really good point in that in startup mode and um you almost need to be if you've been running business for a while. Think, okay, if I was starting up again, what clients would I accept, mm. um, and where is my niche? But uh, but that's probably sending us off on a segue. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> one of the other areas that I find difficult is that they don't provide me with contact details in an easily cut and paste format. And mm. people say, here are my contact details, and what they've sent me is. Um, their um, signature on the bottom of their email, which is this lovely graphic design. But for me to copy that and send that to someone, it just doesn't work very well in email format. And what they need to say is, okay, my contact details are my name, a contact method. So that could be email or or, or phone number and a link to a website or a, um, a page that will provide information about the person. Those three pieces of information I need in text format so I can just go cut and paste because I'll frequently go, um, I'll post in the morning, I'm looking uh, for a consultant who can assist with integrating this e-commerce solution with this online solution um, and they're based in this place but they're happy to do it online. I'll put that in, the, in a forum in the morning and expect to come back in the afternoon and I'll just copy and paste maybe all the referrals and send that to the client. Yeah, but if they haven't given me the information in an easy to cut and paste format, I, I'm not going to refer them. I don't have the time to uh, try and chase them down. I'm trying to help them. I'm trying to connect them. Mm. But make I don't it have easy that sort for you. Time. Yeah, make it easy. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's such a good point. You know, it's interesting because I was I was uh, only yesterday um, I had exactly that issue where I was I was trying to refer somebody on to help a friend of mine. But I had to scrabble around. I mean, I did it, mm. but it, it took me a lot longer than it than it ought to have done to find all their contact details because yes, exactly as you say. And often the place that I will start is in my email inbox, and I'll find an email from that person. And sh- I did, ex- and in fact, I'm thinking as I say this, I need to have a look <laughs> at my signature. So I scroll <laughs> down to, um, you know, I found an email from this person I wanted to refer. I scroll down to the bottom, and they had a really schmicko image, but that's no good to me. Yes, you know, uh, as you say, you need the text. That's such a good point. It's interesting because yes. I, I respond, and, and I know I've spoken to you about this, and I've spoken on countless podcasts. I um, respond to source bottle call-outs fairly frequently. Yes, yes. Um, and so I keep a little uh, sort of virtual post-it note on my desktop that's just got all my details in a text form. So whatever comment I put in Fantastic. there, I can then paste that in at the bottom. But yeah, make it easy for us to pass your message on. That's what you're saying, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I use the technology I actually use for my email signature is um, a solution called WISE Stamp, W-I-S-E Stamp. And even if you just have a go at that and see the format it puts it in and then replicate it in um, uh, in your own email signature, that's a good way to start. And like someone like me, I never give out my mobile phone number. I don't know about you, Robert, but... Big, the, there would just be too many phone calls so mm. so i'm very selective on on what contact information i have out there but that's fine just say this is the best way to contact me and the other thing that people are doing is they're putting um this is my calendar link contact me via and just book an appointment with me if you want mm. to talk
0: with me mm. and what do, what's your view of that
1: Oh, I think that if that works for you, some people that works for they actually want to have that 15-minute conversation. Mm. Me personally, I don't. <laughs> I want to. I want to do my first initial um discussion with someone via email, yeah. and then I perhaps will have a, a, a calendar booking with them. Sure. But if you're uh, a business development person and you need to have lots of conversations, go with the calendar. Go with the Calendly um uh, booking link because I think people will book in there and you can sort of uh, hands-free line up a lot of uh, meetings with people that could be potentially useful for you.
0: Yeah okay okay so I think the point there is is, is as an individual we need to think okay how do I want to be contacted mm. and let's make sure that those are the details that we make readily available to people and you're quite right maybe you don't want to give out your mobile number. I mean, I don't mind my mobile number going out so much these days, whereas a couple of years ago, when my role within Flying Solo was much more sort of intense, then, then I certainly didn't have it there. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I think it's, yeah, we as individuals, we just need to figure out how do we want to be contacted and let's have that. And I think email um, or forms even on emails can be yes. good as long as we're responsive. That's the thing. There's nothing worse. I mean, contact forms, unfortunately, still, I think, have this kind of perception that, oh, am I ever going to hear anything again? You know, but anyway, we're going off. I'm I'm taking us off on a tangent (laughs) this time. All right. So look, having so far, we've looked at, you know, just be careful how you behave online. Uh, make sure that people really understand the the things that you do, make sure they can contact you easily. I mean, these sound like basic things, but gosh, Mm. so many of us don't get it right. So where to next?
1: Well, I think from the the contact me, I think we nicely segue into contact me during business hours if you need to contact me. I have people Facebook messaging me at two a.m. in the morning, mm. um, and that's just not acceptable. I think for a, a, a business um, relationship, it should be primarily done by email, and potentially done via LinkedIn messaging. But mm. um, it, uh, it shocks me the number of people who will contact me after hours. I've pe- had people contact me eleven o'clock at night, um, on weekends, and I just have had to say, I you if you need to contact me i do this is not attended you need to contact me via um my contact page or via email Mm. um because i can't i i need to manage i while i am uh flying solo i need to manage my work-life balance and and i'm I'm missing messages if you're doing it via these these bizarre these other channels
0: okay so all right so that's um that again in that scenario then the 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 picture that you paint there the sort of two o'clock in the morning is that somebody asking for a referral from you or someone who is it's
1: it's that type of person who's going to contact me at that type of hour I'm not going to refer them on because I think they haven't haven't got a a work life balance sorted out and I think that that is important for their own health and well-being so Um, I need um, if I've put a call out to say okay I need to connect this person with this person um, and then they contact me via this method it's like well wait there hello I said post your details here with your contact details or email me don't just it's easy for you.
0: So this is a little bit sort of um, going back to that uh, that kind of first point as well it's kind of how you're behaving online
1: is something that you just
0: need to be assured of and if it is somebody that's you know, popping up at odd times or communicating in too many ways or, yeah, okay, mm. I understand. All right, no, that's that's a, that's a good point. And it's, it's interesting. modern
1: technology. Like yeah. they start contacting you on Facebook and then they end up on LinkedIn Messenger and then they're de- direct messaging yep. you on um, Twitter. And you're like, I can't follow this conversation.
0: It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because this is so much about the kind of signals that we read
1: yeah Isn't it? you know
0: and when we yes, want absolutely. to refer someone to someone else i think the process that a lot of us don't give enough thought to is when i refer someone i'm doing it to help another individual mm. the person that i'm referring to i'm looking to help that person i also to be quite honest i know that it does make me look good if i have a yes. solution for someone yeah so yeah. it's important to me that uh, that the the referral goes well. I mean, that's the referral process, isn't it? We want to help yeah. the end user. We want to help the person we're referring. And we want to be perceived as being a useful person in the middle. It's such an important kind of yeah. um, three-way um, connection, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we do want to have confidence in it. And and we really want to, we want to help them. We want to have confidence. And, and uh, that's why it's really important.
0: Well, look this whole the, the the confidence topic such an important one mm. now i know you spoke about this a fair piece in your in your article but how do we you know how do we get the confidence what sort of What do we need to see to get that confidence?
1: Well, one of the interesting areas that I I try and encourage people if they're uh, responding on um, online forums to actually put some detail behind their response. So if someone has raised an inventory question, someone go in and put, two to three lines response to actually demonstrate your expertise in that area. Mm. And if you do that, and I'm not saying, you know, waste huge amounts of hours on on any of these forums, but if you do that occasionally um, and jump in for like 30 minutes once a week and do stuff like that, people will start to become aware that you are the go-to expert mm. uh, on um, inventory warehousing. And what will then happen is as you're going along, people will see that question and they'll tag you into it. And you can, again, demonstrate your expertise via your responses. But also if you are using social media or if you are writing articles uh, such as for Flying Solo, demonstrate your actual expertise um, in that particular area. And while you may think like I picked on what's a really dry topic, but it's a really, really vitally important topic for that person who needs it. So demonstrate your expertise or get someone to assist you, um, in any means to, to demonstrate that expertise and, and respond. Don't just say, don't just say, call me, DM me, tweet me, ping me. Yeah. Find at least one sentence that you can respond um, that shows your
0: expertise. Yeah, look, that's such a good point. And isn't it interesting when you do see people online that say exactly that, oh, yes, I can help with that, get in touch. Yeah. You know, that's Because the important thing, and I think the thing that we all forget, is that for every person who's writing online, there are nine other people. These are the stats that have been sort of borne out mm. so many times. There are nine other people that are reading it. So if you've yeah. got 100 people sort of writing in a forum there's 900 people that are kind of lurking and watching it and that's yeah. that's the important thing. it's not when it's online it's not a one-on-one conversation it's I a f- conversation that's being observed by so many people so as you say just to be there and just if you read something and you think i know the answer to that well then give us the answer to that give share yeah. it with the world you know show yeah. us your expertise such a key point
1: Mm. Mm. And 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 uh, you just become known, and other people will contact you from it. Yep. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So. And I think the other, you know, look. Here am I speaking to somebody, you know, speaking to you, where your speciality is helping bookkeepers and accountants, um, and yet here we are talking about general topics of marketing. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So, <laughs> and yet, you know, what that what that says to me is, okay, not only am I confident referring Heather to that target audience, but I know that she's her knowledge is broad within that target audience. Mm. You know you know about marketing, you know about inventory. So yeah, such an, such an important thing. Okay, let's see if we've got another couple of points in us, what else do we need to be thinking well, about?
1: Going on from um, demonstrating your expertise, make sure that your LinkedIn profile reflects that. Because I think a lot of us mm. will go and have a look at your LinkedIn profile um, either when we're referring you or when you've been referred to us, and I'm sh- that there are many, many articles on flying solo about how to uh, keep your LinkedIn profile spick and span. Mm. Um, and I have a recommendation that you spend at least fifteen minutes a month updating your LinkedIn profile with what you're doing, or a blog post, or an article, uh, because it is. A great area to generate uh, referrals from, and people go in and they look at it and they um, uh, and and they go, oh, I didn't realise he mm. actually had that and that. That would work perfect for this person here. Um, but by, by by referring to that.
0: Yeah, look, great point again. And gosh, how often do we meet people and say, oh, don't look at my LinkedIn profile. I need to I need to update that. Or don't yeah. don't look at my website. I'm you know I'm embarrassed by it. Well, it's. As you, you know, I love when you were when you were talking about fifteen minutes. I think, oh mm. no, please don't say fifteen minutes a week. And you didn't. You said fifteen minutes right. a month. I mean, yeah. we can do fifteen <laughs> minutes a month. Even I can yeah. do fifteen minutes yeah. a month. Um, yeah. And it's so true. It's something. It's in you know. LinkedIn is clearly within the space that you work in, and, and also mm. the space that I work. Very important. Yeah. But whether it's your LinkedIn profile, your About page, mm. um, other areas where profiles may show up for you. It needs to be right. It needs to be up to date. There's no reason for it not to be. Such a good point. 15 minutes a month, I can deal with that.
1: And it doesn't necessarily even need to be professionals. I know um, a gentleman I follow at the moment, he's a personal trainer, and he's been uploading work-life balance exercises up into uh, just videos of himself demonstrating work-life balance um, exercises that you can do. And it's like, oh, I can see that this is potentially a guy I could work with mm. from his manner and his way of, of dealing with that. And he's, it's, I don't know, a three-minute video once a week he uploads. Mm. Um, but again, um, back to the, oh, don't tell me my LinkedIn, don't look at my LinkedIn profile. Mm. Um, Flying Solo has lots and lots of copywriters um, that you can access to assist you in updating your profile.
0: It, we sure do, <laughs> yes. And and it's you know and it's interesting because I I find you know I, I as you know the same with with you I know Heather, you know we both enjoy writing, yes. But writing your own profile, writing your own little succinct way of talking about yourself, that can often be the hardest thing you write. Yeah. you know so to even to have a a writer just run their eyes over something that you've drafted you know so important because the the, the nuance of writing you know understanding the best way to phrase things and the order yes. in which to phrase so important so as you rightly say a lot of lot of writers within the Flying Solo community hop onto the forums, say you're looking for a writer, and you will get referrals. Okay, so look, let's <laughs> let's move. Let's I'm going to invite you to sort of wrap this up for us uh, as a kind of a last point. So, you know, it's so important. I think the last research that Flying Solo ran showed that seven out of ten uh, new business leads came from good old fashioned word of mouth. So it is so uh-huh. important. What's a final point for us, Heather?
1: Look, I think a final point is if someone is referring you work to show them appreciation and to say either publicly or privately, thank you, I really appreciated that you took the time to refer that um, and, and it worked really well. And then to maybe follow up six weeks later and say, wow, I'm still working with that client and it's working out really well um just that sort of that appreciation rather than um I have some people that I I was referring to and it was just like they expected mm-hmm. like I should be grateful that I was referring to them and they they were there and it kind of as soon as I found someone else in that particular area I just referred um the the, the work to them mm. um so I don't come away with great expectations but um appreciation is uh is always nice
0: yeah, look, that's a great point to close on. And I think the other thing I think there is, it's also the time to, if you need to, to kind of fine tune the sort of person that's being referred to you. Because someone who's referring for us such a valuable person in our business. Someone, you know, here, you've very kindly said you referred me. I, <laughs> I, I know I've certainly referred you. And it's important that those people that refer know that we are looking for for referrals and and it's obviously important that they're referring the right people to us so an appreciation is a great time to say hey thank you so much for introducing xyz to me just so you know I've kind of moved the focus of my business a little bit now I work with more people like this than like that yeah you know it's such a a good time to do that so well, Heather, I'm going to go into the day now thinking of other people I can refer to you. So <laughs> uh, it's it's so good. It's just, such, you know, I think it would be so good to start every day with a conversation about word of mouth because it's just so important. So... Thank you so much for spending time speaking with us. What's your next article about? You've got one coming up again soon, I think.
1: Oh, I've got one coming up. Um, I uh, had to uh, – well, I was very fortunate to be selected to volunteer for the Commonwealth Games, mm. and um, uh, when I- – and I thought I would probably get six hours, and I was allocated like a 36-hour shift over the week, and I had to work out how I was going to run my business um, while working all those hours um, at the Commonwealth Games. And it's um, about how all I, I found all of this extra tweaks in my business um, and saved myself about five hours, administrative hours um, a week. And I run a really tight ship. Right. So, some really high-level advanced things that I sort of was able to implement, some of them almost at no cost to um enable me to volunteer in the community um but also mm. that i've embraced and taken on with me and it's actually freed up a lot of uh, my time so i uh, hopefully uh, people will uh, enjoy that article
0: wow terrific i'm sure they will look heather <laughs> smith thank you so much for joining us where's the best place we can go to find out more about you
1: um, The best place to find out more about me is heathersmithsmallbusiness.com forward slash newsletter. Um, I send out a bi-monthly newsletter filled with uh, sensational information about using technology in your um, small business.
0: Terrific. Heather, thank you very much for joining us. And before I go, don't forget that when it comes to creating a truly enjoyable and prosperous business, Flying Solo gets you premium membership, has all the tips and tools you'll need for just $99. Head to the join page to learn more.
1: And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes.